Welcome back, everybody, to the Silver Screen and Roll podcast. I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. Welcome back to the show. And Alex, it is, uh, it's funny, I'm going to have to get used to saying, hey, Alex, because that's my name too. <laughs> but I will get used to it very, very fast here. Uh, Alex, it's awesome to talk to you, man. How yeah, are you? I'm good, man. I'm really excited to be on here. So I'm glad that uh, we're doing this. and I'm really excited to talk Lakers. What a perfect week for me and you who it looks like going forward, I know we're still silver screen and roll, uh, com is still doing like the mismatch of hosts uh, every week. But after the draft, we're going to get back to our normal days of uh, us doing shows specifically on certain days. And for me and you, Alex, we're going to be on Wednesdays. Uh, so we'll be recording, you know, either Tuesday nights. So I'm very much looking forward to it, man. Yeah, same here. And this summer is going to be crazy. So we have a lot of content to talk about. And yeah, uh, it's perfect time to start this. I was just about to say, like, what a better, what better week than this week than today to start basically a new podcast for me and you because obviously the finals are going on. The Warriors just came back and won Game Five in Toronto, so it's three to two Toronto. But for Laker fans, dude, <laughs> are we about to get Anthony Davis? It's nuts. <laughs> like with how much turmoil there is around this team with the front office and all the drama that they can come out of this offseason with a team built around LeBron James and Anthony Davis is, is it's pretty crazy. So it's a really exciting time right now. It is such an exciting time right now because I thought in February and January when all this drama was going down with Magic Johnson and Rob Palinka and the Pelicans front office that just seems to hate the Lakers, I was like, well, Anthony Davis is never going to be a Laker unless he somehow comes when he's a free agent. They're never going to trade him to us. But then now you got David Griffin took over as a general manager in New Orleans, and he seems a lot more reasonable than the previous regime, mm -hmm. and he seems a lot more eager to actually – obliged by Anthony Davis's request that he wants out. So, I mean, you're reading the reports. You work on silverscreenroll.com. There's so much going on with Anthony Davis that makes it seem like the arrow is pointing straight to Lakerland. Yeah, and it seems like it's pointing there, and it's going to happen really soon. Like, uh, every report we've gotten so far is that it sounds like David Griffin wants to get this done before the draft, so he has time to work out the prospects that possibly come over and with the, in terms of the draft pick. So it, it seems like this is going really quickly and it's going to happen soon. And uh, it sounds like the Lakers are, you know, at the head of the clubhouse, like Woj said yesterday on SportsCenter. So I wouldn't be surprised if something breaks. Like uh, like I, you mentioned, you have Twitter open. So hopefully, I do. <laughs> hopefully you I refresh do. that just in case something happens. But uh, yeah, the next few days and weeks, uh, it's definitely have to be monitoring that and uh, an AD trade could happen anytime. Yeah, you mentioned that the David Griffin is is trying to get a deal done before the draft, which is on Monday of next week. Um, the Lakers have the number four pick there, and you wrote an article saying that you know Darius Garland's a pretty a pretty good fit for the Lakers there at number four. Will they even be able to make that pick? Are they even going to have that pick come Monday? Yeah, I joke that after writing that article, <laughs> that yeah, I, I'm not sure I should have spent that that week on that piece because I know that they're just going to trade the pick anyways. But uh, yeah, I, I at this point, I don't think they're going to actually take that pick. I, they might pick for the Pelicans and you know send that player over later when the deal's agreed upon and completed. But uh, at this point, I don't see them keeping the pick. I think it's going to be part of an AD trade or maybe a potential trade down the line with another team. But uh, so I wouldn't get too attached to any of these draft prospects at this stage. 
Which, by the way, once the Lakers like went from 11 to 4, <laughs> I was like, hell yeah, they got a top four pick, and who knows if they get the number one. Obviously, it didn't get number one. But I once they got the four, I was so excited. I was like, well, okay, well, it's RJ, it's Ja, it's mm-hmm. Zion. But then I was like, wait, I don't know anybody else after that. <laughs> Who's it going to be? And then right away, you know, you go on Twitter nowadays, and you're like, well, now they got more pieces to trade for Anthony Davis, and that's exactly where we are. If you're reading Adrian Wojnarowski from ESPN, that's where they're at. It's going to be some combination of the Lakers' young core and that four pick, and I guess there there might be a third team needed to add more value for New Orleans, but um, I wanted to ask you and get your your thoughts on it because I'm torn, man. Like mm-hmm. To me, I love Brandon Ingram. I love Kyle Kuzma, and I love Lonzo Ball. Like I, I do love their potential but i have always been the guy that's like you trade potential for superstars as if you have the chance you just do it i mean look what the thunder were able to do with paul george you know you look what the raptors are doing with Kawhi leonard if you have the chance to get to them the superstars you do it i just think and maybe you'll disagree i think a lot of people disagree with me i just think it's a lot to give up and if you give up those three guys and the fourth pick that's a lot yeah, it is a lot, and I think for a lot of Laker fans, like like how you detailed, it is going to be a bittersweet thing if it is all the young core for Anthony Davis, because you know you you grow and attach to these guys, and we had so such high hopes for them once we drafted them, and after all those years of losing, these guys are supposed to be like the the reward for you know sitting through all those bad seasons, just to see them all kind of get shipped out for a player. It's tough, but thankfully the player coming back is Anthony Davis and he's right. one of the best players in the league and he's in his, you know, right heading into his prime, if not already in it. So these types of opportunities don't come around too often. And like you mentioned, like guys like Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, the Lakers had chances to make trades with these guys and they kind of, for whatever reason, you know, if it was, if it was the other team not wanting to deal with the Lakers or just them being stubborn with the guys they wanted to give up, they, they missed out on those chances and you see those other guys succeed where they're at. So I think there's some pressure on the Lakers front office to, you know, hit a home run this summer. Anthony Davis is a home run. Uh, but uh, like you said, I think there should be a, a line in the sand, and I don't know if they should cross it. If that means, you know, I don't know what that line is. I don't know if that's the entire young core, number four, future picks, and taking bad a bad contract in return. That's a lot to give up for a player who potentially you can get for free in the summer. I mean, I, I don't know where you stand if there's like a, a point where you don't want to cross is is there a package where it's just too much for you i mean it's not too much for me it's just gonna like you said it's just like a bittersweet thing because i saw what happened when they shipped off d'angelo russell i saw mm-hmm. what happened when they let go of julius randall you know these guys are excelling other places so that kind of worries me but then you look at anthony davis's <laughs> stats and you're like uh, okay maybe it's maybe we can live with 26 points 12 rebounds and three blocks a game you know like there's not many players out there doing that. Uh, to answer your question, uh, I mean, the package they were offering in February was kind of, I said, no, don't do that. Yeah. Uh, when you're trading your entire roster, you're going to have Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and the G League team. <laughs> I mean, what, what's that going to do for you anyways? So I guess, you know, the question isn't if I'm willing to get rid of, get rid of the three guys in the pick for Anthony Davis. I think I can – convince myself that it's great because anthony davis is so great Mm -hmm. what i am concerned about more is the the front office's capabilities of surrounding lebron and anthony with a competent roster yeah that's a good point uh 
say okay so say they they do trade that young core and the number four pick and they're left with like you said lebron and alex caruso and jermario jones and the g leaguers uh, how much faith do we have in rob palinka and i guess kurt rambis right. or whoever's in there right now uh to create a competitive roster around those guys and at this you know we saw what they did last summer with surrounding lebron and that didn't work out um uh, Thankfully, with an Anthony Davis and LeBron in the same roster, you're going to get guys who want to potentially be ring chasers, and maybe they can get these players at the minimum, and they can do that. But it will take some type of, you know, uh, competence to be able to do that. And Rob Polinka is still brand new to this role, basically, and mm-hmm. he's not liked by a lot of player agents, and so it's going to be tough to kind of handle filling out a roster with just lebron and ad on it but i mean that's a great starting point if those are your two guys yeah. you're gonna build around oh 100 and I, let me ask you an impossible question to answer uh lebron james is contractually signed for two years and a third year option mm-hmm. with the lakers right so you got three years of lebron technically mm-hmm. are the lakers in better position to win a championship with lebron the young core and the whoever they draft fourth or are they in better position just as a starting point with Anthony Davis and LeBron James, uh, with within that three year span, right? Uh, uh, probably with uh, LeBron. If you get to, you got to get the, in the playoffs. It's stars. I, I think as much as we love these young players, we have no idea what they're going to look like in the playoffs. So, some young guys just, you know, they wilt, and some guys mm-hmm. they they show out, and that could be the case with these young Laker, these young Lakers. But I think you have to get AD and LeBron, and then build around that. And I think that's your best chance of winning a championship. And, uh, I mean, the more fun route is to see these young guys, LeBron and another Max guy, grow. And that way you have some, you know, sustainability to win. And it's not just such a short window. But at this stage, I think your best bet is to get LeBron AD and then just build around them. And maybe add a third mm-hmm. guy this summer, like a Butler or a Kemba to, to fill around that. Which would be amazing. I mean, that's, that's two guys that I know don't have the best, maybe, reputation in the league. Mm-hmm. But they can obviously ball out. Um, in January and February, I don't know your thoughts because you know we never spoke about it. But I just told you that I thought it, the package they get, they were offering to New Orleans was too much. But seeing the rest of the season play out and watching these young guys struggle mm-hmm. with the rumors, with just being in the in the top NBA headlines every single day, and then you got Rajon Rondo coming out and saying, "Yeah, yeah they struggled." I mean, it's their idol telling them they don't want he doesn't want them anymore. You know, like it's they they didn't know how to deal with it. Now I'm kind of in the mindset like, well, maybe the best thing to do. And then today, on top of that, Adrian Wojnarowski on ESPN today saying that the Lakers are not a front runner or even really a major consideration among elite free agents. So this might be your true only option uh, to get a second superstar with LeBron is to trade him. Mm-hmm. So this might be. The best thing to do, the smartest thing to do, and you know, it just could be the. I, I don't know why I sound like I need convincing to get Anthony <laughs> Davis, but I that I just am hearing myself, and I'm like, I'm like, it sounds like I'm convincing myself that this is the best route. But honestly, if you put all the stories together, I can see why the Lakers are diving in headfirst on this. Yeah, and it's it's funny because if we go back a few years before, you know, when we we're first starting this rebuild. And we told ourselves that we would have, you know, how how many lottery picks. But by the end of it, you'll have LeBron and AD. I think everybody will be like, yeah, like sign me up for that, even if it takes turning those guys away. So it's it, it like I said earlier, it is bittersweet to see those young guys go. But like you said, we they have injury history. We don't know 
Ingram's future going forward if whatever if that blood clot returns or not or hopefully not Lonzo's had a ton of you know ankle and leg injuries already as a rookie and eventually you're going to have to pay those guys you know Ingram's mm-hmm. going to be up due for an extension really soon and Lonzo not too far after that so eventually these guys are going to be the ones you build around these are going to be your star players and if you don't have 100% trust that they can reach that potential getting a guy like Anthony Davis who's proven who's still very young and who's proven to be very good and uh, you pair him with a guy like LeBron James and then give you know turn over the keys to Anthony Davis once LeBron leaves and then build around Davis it's it's a great position to be in I know it's going to be tough for a lot of Laker fans to see those guys they've they've rooted for and want to see you know succeed in the playoffs but I think Anthony Davis is a, a a pretty good consolation prize. Yeah. Do you think there's a world, and I'm sure we can get into what other teams can offer mm-hmm. uh, for Anthony Davis, because the Lakers aren't the only team. I guess, the, you know, according to reports, he wants to either go to the Knicks or the Lakers, but that report came out before the Kevin Durant injury, so that might change things if you are a Knicks fan, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of assumptions going on with them. Um, do you think there's a world where the Lakers can keep either Brandon Ingram or Lonzo Ball and still get Anthony Davis. Yeah, I actually think I, I think there is a like a realistic world there. I mean if we just go back and look at previous star players who've asked for trades uh, a year before they hit free agency, they they rarely get the return that a lot of people think they should have. Like just looking at what Kawhi got specifically with that DeRozan, Pirtle and number 21, 29 pick, that I mean that's looking real bad for the Spurs at this point and yeah. uh, you know with the Paul George thing at the time you know Oladipo wasn't it was looked as a salary dump for some people and then thankfully you know he turned out to be a breakout star but at that, at that when it happened a lot of people thought that was nothing to give up for Paul George so there's not a big track record of these star players getting this godfather offers that a lot of people think they deserve and you know Anthony Davis is probably you know like I said he's in the prime of his career and he's He's just like a superstar, so obviously he deserves as much assets as you give up. But I, I can see a, uh, that you know leverage has turned so much to the, towards the Lakers now with the Knicks, you know, reportedly kind of being sh- like nervous about giving up their whole young core and and their young core not being that attractive to begin with. So right. uh, the Lakers might just be bidding against themselves at this point. So I I would be I would be surprised if they, you know pressure the new orleans and, and saying you know what we're fine with waiting a year if you don't want to give us anthony davis for this offer which we think is a fair one then then we'll wait till next july and so we can get him for free I, I don't know if you feel the same or if other teams you think can offer a better you know package i mean all all second half of last season all we heard was that the celtics were going to just throw the bus at them you know mm-hmm. like they were going to throw in tatum they're going to throw in everybody they could to get anthony davis and now you know, Kyrie might be leaving, so who knows what Anthony Davis is going to be joining. Yeah. And now they don't want to throw in Tatum. So now their offer is incredibly minimized to what reports were saying in January and February. And then I'm also considering the fact that that's six months less of Anthony Davis on my team now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot of time has passed. So you got one year of Anthony Davis, and that's going to diminish return in itself because you're not getting him for multiple years. And... um. I just don't know if the Knicks really – I think everybody was assuming they were going to get the one pick yeah. and that they were going to have all, all these this free agent money and that it could have been Kyrie and KD and, and Anthony. Now it's like, okay, well, it. I mean, it's not re- official yet, but it doesn't look great for Kevin Durant mm-hmm. that he's going to be playing next year. Uh, Kyrie, 
who knows what he's doing. Is, is he going to Brooklyn? Is he going to Boston? Is he going to shoot the Lakers? I, I don't know. So I'm looking at a lot of uncertainty with other teams and a lot of actual certainty with the Lakers. I know we can talk about, you know, B.I.'s shoulder, Lonzo's uh, legs, but I mean, they, they the, pro, the reports are that they're progressing well. Yeah. And they have, you know, years of, ex- well, a couple years of experience now. So I think the Lakers offer is better if you include, you know, everybody. Mm-hmm. And the Knicks, I mean, the Celtics have a ton of draft picks, though, like a lot. So is David Griffin interested in building around Zion and building in the draft with a couple of maybe one or two players from the Celtics? I mean, that's kind of the question that 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 concerns me. I mean, the Clippers are kind of a wild card, mm-hmm. although they're I, I I kind of feel like they're just kind of putting their eggs in the Kawhi basket, especially trying to get a a hold of his of his logo. <laughs> <laughs> um, so to me, if you're asking me as a as an as an outsider non Laker fan, I think the Lakers can offer more. Yeah, I if agree. you're asking me the Laker fan, I'd be like, yeah, they <laughs> offer more, and you're not gonna get Brandon and, and Lonzo. You get to pick one. You no, know? I, yeah. I would, I would hold firm on that for as long as I can. Sure, I, I'd offer a Bonga, Wagner, and that's it. If I were a Lakers, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, there's obviously we have a little bias because it's the Lakers, and but I mean, like you said, Boston at this point, we don't know what their status is and what they're willing to offer with Kyrie's free agency. You know, you don't know what he's gonna do, and you don't wanna see Kyrie leave and then trade all your assets for Anthony Davis and then see him leave, you know, and then you're back to ground mm-hmm. zero. So I'd be kind of surprised to see Boston throw in Tatum, throw in Brown. And and those draft picks you mentioned that Boston have aren't, you know, based on this past lottery, they kind of they kind of got the short end uh, of the stick there with their, their picks kind of falling in the teens and the 20s. So those picks aren't as good as they thought they would be. So the number four pick is is a pretty valuable asset the Lakers have yeah. now, and it could be one of the better assets on the on the market. And then couple that with Lonzo and Ingram, and if you know the rumors are saying that they want to get a third team involved, we can see Lonzo go, Lonzo get rerouted somewhere else, and then maybe to Chicago or Phoenix, and in return for their lottery pick, and we use that lottery pick to get AD. So there's different scenarios here where I think the Lakers have. A, a good, sizable amount of leverage, and I, it's going to be interesting to see if Rob Polinka is actually aware of that leverage and is able to kind of utilize it and and kind of, you know, show his expertise as a former agent, or if he's going to kind of fl- like struggle as his first time as the guy to make these basketball decisions. Do you think um, all would be forgiven on the Rob Polinka front from Laker fans if he pulls this off? Uh, if he pulled, like, say, uh. <laughs> I mean that's a because, big it's a big I mean look yeah. at his yeah. I mean but you would look at his resume right sure. you would yeah. you got LeBron James yeah. and you got Anthony Davis <laughs> I mean yeah I mean especially <laughs> if they can keep one of Lonzo or Ingram I, I think right. that'd be huge that'd be a great starting point in this new regime to to start off by you know getting a new head coach even though they had some mishaps with it and, and then get Anthony Davis that's a great starting point for that front office but uh yeah like 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 you mentioned earlier, it's funny that we have to kind of talk ourselves into a player like Anthony Davis, considering his resume. But it, it, I think as a fan, it's natural to grow attached like to the young guys, and, and you want to see them grow. But there is a, a specific window with LeBron James on your roster for free mm-hmm. to want to compete, and getting a guy like Anthony Davis puts you in that in that frame. So I, I think it's going to be something that they're going to be aggressive about, and I, I would be shocked if it doesn't happen. 
you would be shocked if Anthony Davis doesn't end up on the Lakers. Yes. I still have this like gross feeling with this front office. And I, <laughs> I mean, I've slammed them so much throughout the season that, you know, I mean, if you've heard my voice on this podcast network before, you've heard it. But it's it's I just don't trust this front office yet. I will. I still think they'll find a way to screw it up somehow. Sure. Even though every report is like pointing to this is this is close. This might happen. And to me, it's super shocking because it's obviously David Griffin that came in and changed the tone for the Pelicans because every report's like, yeah, the, the Pelicans will not trade Anthony mm-hmm. Davis to the Lakers. They're just not willing to work with them. And now it's like, well, it's like kind of like Lakers or, or really that's it right now. Yeah. So it's super interesting to see what's happened there. And I don't, I'm wondering if just, if it's all David Griffin being realistic after meeting with Anthony Davis and Anthony just telling him, yeah, like I'm out, I want to be out. Or if this had something a deeper rooted hatred with like Magic Johnson or something, it just it's it's a very it's a, it's a one eighty mm-hmm. to what we read all all during the season. Um, I love your positivity that I, <laughs> that, I, that you would be shocked if he's not a Laker. Uh, I still am going to be a little more pessimistic. That I don't know, man. I I still think it's fifty fifty right now. How about that? That's as close sure. as I can get. Yeah. That's as close as I can get. And, and you made, you brought up a good point. Like we, we've seen this front office mess up a ton, and I yep. I wouldn't be shocked to see them <laughs> mess this up. So maybe I'm in the same boat as you are. I, I am optimistic that I, I think eventually we'll we'll see a deal happen. I, I just think once they got Zion in the bag, I, I think they're realistic that Anthony Davis was going to leave, and they already have their the cornerstone to build around with Zion. That at this point it's time to rebuild, and even though other uh, you know offers were coming from other teams, that the Lakers' offer is still going to be there, and it's still going to be a, a a really good offer, and they have a chance to have a rapid rebuild there. And I think David Griffin, more than anything, wants to build a good basketball team, and he doesn't care about you know jealousy or bad feelings. He just wants to put the best uh, team he can out there, and getting yeah. Zion already in the bag, you don't have to worry about finding a team with Zion and then be willing to give him up and you could just build around him now. I think that put a, was a big win for the Lakers. Were you surprised that Anthony Davis still wanted out even though he had basically Zion Williamson on his team? No, I, I, I thought I thought he wanted out no matter what. And I, I don't think anything was going to change his mind. And I think maybe that sit down with David Griffin opened up his eyes and Griffin kind of realized, you know what, there's no there's no ability to salvage this relationship. It's better just to get what you can before you just see him walk. And I think that's why we've seen these reports come so, you know, quickly after that, that they're looking at listening for offers and and they want to get this deal done. What's pretty interesting to me is that if a trade happens, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a hundred percent that Kyle Kuzma's played his last game for the Lakers. And he's been such a fan favorite. Oh, he was a fan favorite the last two seasons. Like, it, I'm going to be super sad to see him go. And I know that we don't really talk about players getting shipped off once they're gone. And But I feel like Kyle Kuzma has really become such a fan favorite for the Lakers. Uh, he's been solid. He's been consistent. He, he improved last season. And I guess, you know, Griffin's taking note. Like, people want Kuzma as part of the deal. Uh, I'm going to be super sad to see him go if this trade does go down. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think there is a, like you mentioned, Kuzma is a fan favorite. But I think there is a... A segment of Laker fans who, who aren't as high as on Kuzma than other people are, and I think it goes back to his inability to play defense at this point and do other things besides score, and him being on the older side of the of the other prospects. But I, like you said, he still has a lot of name value, 
And I, I think if you're a team like the Pelicans and in that New Orleans market, you want to add name value besides Zion. If you have Zion and a player like Kuzma who has a good you know recognition around the league and he's marketable, that you definitely ask probably for Kuzma and you ask for a guy like Lonzo because even though he hasn't lived up to the you know his potential at this stage he has you know the name Lonzo Ball around the league and mm-hmm. casual fans and I think with New Orleans you want to get those prospects those high-end prospects that you can you can build around and see them grow and although Kuzma you know is consider his actual worth around the league is probably different depending on who you ask I, I still think he's a valuable asset especially with his contract like he makes close to to nothing compared to other guys Man, he was such a steal in the draft. He yeah. got drafted so late. Nobody was expecting him to turn into the scoring machine that he's in. Mm-hmm. Like He's played so well that now he's a part of Team USA for this uh, – well, part of the preliminary roster mm-hmm. for the for the World Cup. So um, it's been it's been great to see him, you know, turn into what he's turned into. I know there's – obviously he has his flaws, but when you get drafted, what was it, 25th, 26th? So. Uh, 27th, I think, yeah. Oh, 27th. So, yeah, I mean, I, don't, I think anytime you get someone that late in the draft, it's a steal no matter what. Mm-hmm. And then who knows what's going to happen with Josh Hart. He, obviously, he struggled with injuries all last season, but he showed he's always shown signs or shown flashes of, of pretty good – to be a pretty good player. Yeah, and he's another guy who got drafted so late that his contract number is very low. So a lot of teams would love to get these – these players who have like low contract numbers and you can get a ton of, you can, you know, stack those guys and it, they make close to nothing. And those are really attractive assets to get. And Josh Hart looks like the prototypical three and D player you want in the modern NBA. And Kuzma is a good floor spacer, uh, especially if his shot comes back to where it was at his rookie numbers. So I think those two guys and their contracts are really attractive still to pe- even considering their weaknesses. Yeah. I'd much rather give those two guys up than both B.I. Oh, and Lonzo. For like, sure. Like, yeah. can you take, like, both of these guys and just give us one? So, um, all right, man. How many times – we've been doing this for about 28 minutes. How many times have you refreshed Twitter to, since we started? Oh, man. I don't – like, every <laughs> 10, 15 seconds. <laughs> I am paying attention to everything you're saying, but I am also hitting refresh. I don't blame I am also, you. I am also refreshing, like, ESPN just in case this uh, – like, you just never know right now. I love the NBA offseason, and I love that that – other teams are handicapped waiting for their free agency in July. Whereas the Lakers are like, yeah, we're ready to roll. Let's do this. Yeah. yeah it's fun. Like I, I'm like, I'm not looking forward to the anxiety part of it or like the nerve wracking aspect of it, but I am looking forward to, to adding someone. I, I don't know who it is going to be, uh, yeah. but uh, I'm excited just to see them get someone. If it's Anthony Davis, great. I just hope it's not the entire team for Anthony Davis, but if it yeah. is, we'll, I think eventually we'll, We'll live with the results. <laughs> I have two wishes. One is super broad and open. I hope I wish the Lakers land a superstar, either free agent or trade this summer. And two is very specific. I really wish Kawhi Leonard does not end up with the Clippers. Oh man! Or yeah, and, and they have room for two max guys. So what if they get I know. like uh, Kawhi, Kyrie, Kyrie, like both yeah? Oh my god, oh, man! Yeah, that'd be a tough blow. But like uh, the Clippers were were. We're a playoff team, and I dare someone to name me two Clippers, not name <laughs> Lou Williams and Patrick Beverly. I'm sure. Like, I dare you to name me two other Clippers. Well, Lakers fans like, can name Zubats. So. <laughs> oh, but. Zubats, I forgot. <laughs> the sweet prince of Zubats. Yeah. We miss him. I miss him. Um, so those are my two things that I wish for. Let's wrap up by th- just giving our prediction. Let's put our prediction hats on. Okay. By the time this airs and 
the, let's say by the draft. Okay. By the time the draft comes on Monday, who's a Laker? Who's not a Laker? Oh, um, <laughs> I know it's a put you on the spot. I don't even have an answer yet. That's why I asked you first. Uh, I'll say, <laughs> I'll say, uh, I say Ingram, Ingram, Kuz, uh, Lonzo, Ingram, and Hart are not Lakers. Wow. And okay. I think Kuzma, uh, I, I think he stays simply because of his. I honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I, I know it's hard, all right? Them, all of them. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think. Uh, uh, okay, I'll, I'll go with my first guy. I'll, I'll say Lonzo, Ingram, and Hart are not Lakers. Okay. Lonzo, Ingram, and Hart are not Lakers. Yeah. Who is a Laker? Kuzma and Anthony, and Anthony Davis. Davis. Yes. Okay. I would I would sign up for that right now, immediately if that was a, a an option. Because I mean I know I said I wanted Bi and Lonzo, mm-hmm. but I'd settle for Kuzma and Anthony <laughs> Davis for sure. Um. Okay, man. I'm hope I'm not too negative with you going forward. I hope you don't hate me, but I still think when draft comes, the Lakers are going to be selecting somebody oh. in the with the fourth pick. Yeah, Woj said today, like if if they draft at number four, then something went wrong or they're in trouble, yeah. something to that extent. And doesn't I, that I sound mean, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't like if I, I think that's not a bad plan B. You know, you get a lottery talent, right. you add to your and young you can core, still, and you can still go for somebody. Exactly. So I I don't think. Laker fans should have that mindset. If they don't get AD, they still have LeBron. They still have a young core. They have a new lottery talent they could get attached to, you know, at the number four pick. And I read about Darius Garland. He's really fun. Like yeah. he's a great shooter. He's he he flashes some real star upside. So I, I don't think they should be extremely disappointed. And hey, you know, maybe AD. If they don't sign a max player this summer and they they sign one year deals again, that they can get AD for free next year. I mean. I, I think that Laker fans should have the mindset and be open to different options here. Yeah. Well, I I mean, like you said, w- the basketball gods gave the Lakers the fourth pick. So, like, that's a huge thing to have. No matter who you end up with, you're going to get a good player. Like, like the Lakers haven't screwed up the draft. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people say they should have taken Darren Fox over Lonzo, but they've done pretty damn well. I mean, they drafted Brandon Ingram, who's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Lonzo's pretty good. They did draft D'Angelo Russell, who turned into an all-star. And Julius Randle is a solid you know, B player in the league. Yeah. So they've done well in the draft. So I'm, I, that, I kind of have more faith in them drafting exactly. than them like pulling off a, a blockbuster deal. It, it's, the one, so, it's the one area in the team that I'm most confident in is their drafting. It's like that's where the Bus Brothers don't screw things up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, okay. So Alex says Anthony Davis. I, my, me, Alex say uh, they're drafting somebody on Monday. We'll see who's right. And you know what? I might have to call you here in 20 minutes if the once we <laughs> hang up and we're like, hey, we got to do another one because we got Anthony Davis. Well, that'd Who be knows? exciting. Hopefully, that would be exciting. Well, dude, this was a lot of fun. Our first one. This is the Silver Screen and Roll podcast. Where can people check you out on Twitter? Man, I am so excited to do this. Uh, so you guys can follow me on Twitter at Alex M. Regla, and then I write for Silver Screen Roll. But I'm really excited to do this podcast with Alex, and I hope that this summer isn't too this nerve-wracking and we can kind of have some some uh, calm in these next couple of weeks and we can just focus on a new roster to be excited about. Yeah, man. Well, last summer we got uh, LeBron James, so I'm hoping this summer we can get Anthony Davis yes. and we'll be talking about that. Uh, you can find me at AlexPadilla86. I don't write for SilverScreenAndRoll.com. <laughs> I just talk for SilverScreenAndRoll.com. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. 
this is a silver screen and roll podcast. If you're not listening, if you're listening to us and you haven't subscribed, subscribe iTunes, Spotify, everywhere that you listen to podcasts. Alex, we'll talk to you next week, man. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ben.